Thanks for listening to the Dearest Doula podcast. I'm your host, Natalie Signs, and this is episode 72. Welcome, dearest doula community. Before we kick off today's episode, I have a few show notes to share. Earlier this month, we released our fourth quarter report for 2015, and I shared my first quarter goals for this year, which were to increase listenership to 6,000 monthly downloads, build stronger community ties, and research and develop my webinar opportunities. And I just wanted to give you a quick update. We are moving strong in our progress this month and have already broke 5,000 downloads for this month. So I'd like to give a huge thank you to everyone for continuing to listen and share the show. We got some really great feedback, and I wanted to share some of those testimonies. Jessica Potter wrote in to say, thank you for your insightful podcast. I'm a doula in Colorado, and although I do not consider myself a newla doula anymore, I enjoy the different perspectives offered and like hearing about the different organizations and their unique approaches to birth work, and we can never stop learning. Thank you so much, Jessica, for taking your time to write in and, and leave that note there on our website. Um, Adele also wrote in, congratulations, I just found your podcast and I appreciate the insight and inspiration as I'm new on the journey. And we're so glad to have you and be able to share that journey with you, Adele. And if you'd ever like to come on the show, don't hesitate to reach out. And then um, on Instagram, Project Shine wrote, listening to podcasts makes subway commutes wonderful. Listen to Dearest Stulacom podcasts and you won't notice the mayhem of New York City subways. So big thank you to you, Project Shine, and we're so glad that we could be there to make that subway ride just a little nicer. And then lastly, we got an amazing five-star review on iTunes from a user named Silly Siller who wrote in, I love this podcast and listen to it regularly. Great job. Thank you all so much to everyone for showing your support by tuning in every week, by sharing with your friends, and by taking that little bit of time out of your day to leave us a note or a review. It really does wonders for my spirit, and it helps to give me the heart to keep the show moving forward. Now, this episode is going to be a little different from our other normal birthworker features. Every week, I have brave souls on sharing their journeys and insights as birthworkers with the Dearest Doula community. And so this week, I thought that I would jump in the hot seat and share a little more of my own origin story with you all. Now, I love asking the origin story question to all my guests because I think that there's something really powerful and inspiring in hearing how others were called to this line of work. And for many of our previous guests, their story unfolds following their own birth experiences. Now, my story actually starts just a little sooner than that. But before we dive in, let's get a quick word in from our sponsors. Gentlebirth is celebrating 10 years of innovation in childbirth education. The Gentlebirth Institute trains childbirth educators to provide evidence-based, interactive brain training for birth classes. Instructors provide parents with solid childbirth education, as well as mindfulness, cognitive behavioral therapy, hypnosis, and sports psychology. For more information on the Gentlebirth Institute's online interactive training, visit www.gentlebirth.com or download the app from the App Store or Google Play. And again, that was gentlebirth.com. Okay, so let me set the stage. It is a warm summer's night in August of 2006. 
I'm 20 years old and it's 11 something at night and I break my last 20 buying a pregnancy test at the nearest Walmart. I go into this filthy bathroom stall and I see these two pink lines come into focus. And all I can think in that moment was that this is not what pregnancy was supposed to look like. I was supposed to have my life together. I was supposed to have baby names already picked out. I was supposed to have a stable job. I was supposed to be in a mature relationship. I was supposed to be 10 years older. At the very least, I was supposed to be in love. I was not supposed to be terrified. I was not supposed to be sobbing uncontrollably and feeling like I had little to nothing to offer. I wasn't supposed to feel ashamed, insecure, and worthless. As I sat in that stall, paralyzed with fear and doubt and anger and every other emotion that was coursing through my body, all I could think was that this moment, these two pink lines, they could be my little secret. They could fade from existence with the right action. No one had to know about this. To me in that moment, it felt like if I walked out of that bathroom stall accepting these two pink lines, it would be wearing that scarlet letter on my chest for the whole world to see. You see, up until just a few months before that, I'd lived a very careful life, a very good supposed-to-be life that was made up of careful choices and decided action. I was normally very calm and quiet and polite. And in these last several months, I just lost my way. And I realized that if I accepted this new life, if I allowed this life to be sustained inside me, everything was going to change. And it meant shame and it meant embarrassment. But it could also mean joy. It could also mean growth. And change could be good. I knew things weren't going to be easy either way. So I felt that before I went out and faced the world, it was going to be chaotic and even more confusing. I had to make this decision on my own then and there. And so amid toilets flushing all around me and the PA system going off in the store, I decided that that's what my two pink lines were going to be for me. They were going to be hope. They were going to be positive change and growth and even joy. Now, having made that decision... I want to tell you that I marched out of that bathroom with determination and optimism and hope and that everything sailed smoothly, but that's just not what happened. I spent most of my pregnancy in a fog and my birth experience was far from picturesque. I've transitioned from being in an unhealthy relationship and marriage to single parenthood to finally finding true health and happiness with my son and my husband. Now, I've been putting off sharing this story with you all because it feels very vulnerable and private. And to be quite honest, it's not as pretty as a lot of the other stories that we've had on the show. But I think that there's something valuable in that that I wanted to share with you all. And and that's just this idea and something that I hope you take away from today's episode is that our stories don't have to start off with these happy beginnings to have happy endings. And if you were to have told me nine years ago that I was going to walk into that Walmart and that this moment was going to happen that would change and shape my life for the good, I wouldn't have believed you. And 
it takes us, some of us longer than others to realize where a beautiful beginning has started. Sometimes it has started out of hardship and out of pain and out of fear, but that isn't something to discredit. Here on the Dearest Doula podcast, we strongly believe that your story matters. After listening to today's episode, if you feel moved to share your story with the rest of our audience, please feel free to contact me at dearestdoula at gmail.com, and I'll also be sure to provide a link to my online interview scheduler on this episode's show notes page, which you can find by going to dearestdoula.com, clicking the podcast button, and finding this episode in the show notes archives, or by simply entering two pink lines in the search bar to have this show notes page pop right up. Thank you so much again for tuning in, dear Stula community. I hope that my story leaves you today just feeling a bit more connected, educated, and empowered. Until next time, take care. Mm-hmm.